you're watching the number one source for insight into the economy, stocks, cryptocurrencies, and revolutionary trends. From sea to shining sea and across the globe, this is The Cody Willard Show. Brought to you by TradingWithCody.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cody Willard Show. I am Cody Willard. I'll have Ross the Boss hitting with us later. Up first, Chris McHugh, my executive producer and confidant. How's What's things, going on, bro? Cody? I'm our hustling. Country. Our country. Hustling. While our country is being torn apart by these Kavanaugh hearings. I mean, come on. Will Brett Kavanaugh finally heal our country when he's appointed, Cody? <laughs> That's funny phrasing. Um... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ashamed. I mean, I, you guys know I am as cynical and skeptical and anti-Republican Democrat regime as anybody can possibly be. But I'm ashamed, uh, appalled, and astounded, uh, alliteratively speaking, to look and see how this confirmation and this whole Supreme Court passion has become nothing but partisan fervor. There's no sense of what's right. I mean, the every time I go anywhere, some Democrat or some Republican is going to tell me that they can't believe what the Republicans or the Democrats, the other side, are doing in this confirmation hearing. And it's both, as always, guys. It's both the Republicans and the Democrats. It is a circus. They're all in cahoots. They're doing this together. How? Shoot. I just hit the wrong button. Here, I'll restart. Cody, how outrageous is it, though, compared to Clarence Thomas' affair? One to ten, Clarence Thomas, and one to ten, ten being the worst, this. No, Chris, it's a. I'll, I was a little kid during the Clarence Thomas thing. So. I certainly didn't have the perspective and the cynicism uh, that I have now. So I don't know that I can speak to how different it is, but except for the fact that it seems more shameless, outright explicit in its partisan gamesmanship and the fraudulence of it all. And you know, look, whether if you are a Republican and you really have some sort of passion and you think that some in, Republican insider Kavanaugh, who is a clearly a law, a lifelong, a career long Republican insider, if you think it is in the more in your moralities and in your country, in your country's moral and ethical best interest to have a what he says he stands for. Even if you feel like that, slow down. Again, I'm not, I, the Democrats are not doing this right either. They're ridiculous in how they've done this whole partisan gamesmanship. But we do need to slow down. I'm in no rush to get the next Supreme Court justice in there, especially if he is ex explicitly partisan and if the system is as, as explicitly partisan and has no, it just doesn't care. Chris, they don't Cody. care about the about anything but the game and the show. Cody says, slow down, you move too fast. You need to let the morning last. Confirmation hearing. -y. 
what's the thing that you were most Street shocked? Bridge song. Uh, <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Seen them perform it live at Madison Square Garden. Very nice. One of my favorite uh, Simon and Garfunkel songs. So I was going to ask you, what were you most shocked about the whole process from the Dem side and from the GOP side? Let's recall those vivid memories you have from days gone by. The I, I let me just call the single most. I'm, I'll, I'll point out that it was the Republican side that appalled me and shocked me the most, and that was when the senators, the the people who have been elected to represent supposedly the Republican Party perspective and platform, didn't have the guts to address Mrs. Ford, Miss Ford, when she gave her testimony. And that's what shocked me the most was that they um, subjugated their responsibility to a so-called prosecutor who, again, when, like, if I'm the, if she came in there, if the prosecutor came in there for, under the Republican banner, you know that she's part of the Republican Democrat whole game thing too. So that was just pointless, but I can't believe that they didn't have the, uh, the backbone to address someone uh, with these kinds of serious allegations when it is the Supreme Court justice that's on the line. And God, the Democrats make me just a sick people. So don't pretend, I'm not gonna like, I don't want anyone to confuse me with somehow saying the Democrats have done this job better, but that outright the prosecutor and not having the backbone, the senators, the Republican side, not having the backbone to address her uh, directly was just mind blowing. What do you think the Democrats advocated for her though pretty well throughout this? No, I mean the, de and, and look, I don't know Miss Ford. I can't speak to her motivations. I can't speak to any of the story inside, uh, you know, but the FBI, uh, here's one thing that does confuse me again. Yeah. Trump and the Republicans have been saying the FBI is a sham, and then they explicitly assigned the FBI to do a sham investigation of this thing. And somehow now we're supposed to think that's going to be a credible report from the FBI. It's all a sham. And the Democrats have been shamefully shamful themselves. There were two things that really stuck out in my mind, these moments where uh, I just can't get out of my head. One was uh, Kavanaugh defending himself and talking about his daughter, talking to him, and uh, she's going to pray for that woman. And then Lindsey Graham, I thought, love him or hate him, the guy was on fire. I mean, you couldn't have staged that better for a movie. That really st stood out. And so if you're someone who's erring on the side of this guy is an innocent man, those two moments were quite Look, extraordinary. I, I, I did not pay that close of attention. I don't know what Lindsey Graham, the Republican Democrat lifelong regimer, shameful, shameful politician said or did, but it, it, it would have made me sick, whatever it is. So, Chris, let's change to another topic that makes me sick to my stomach. Could we? <laughs> yes. Um, hold on. There's like 15 here. Everything's been giving you uh, stomach aches <laughs> recently. So he's doubled over. Oh, we're going to talk about this now, too. If we're talking politics. It's going to make me sick. <laughs> Facebook hack, man. Facebook hack, man. It's the biggest security break in Facebook history, basically. Uh, it's not, 
And it's going to get a lot worse, Cody, before it gets better. Uh, and dare I say, this is just the tip of the Zuckerberg. <laughs> Pony, well done. I don't have my phone sitting here. I, I, there it is down there. Let me grab it. I'll show you guys something. Uh, if I go to Facebook here, it does not let me in. I don't know if you guys can see that. Session expired. Please log in. And I'm taking that literal. I have not logged back in. Apparently, my account was one of the ones that was hacked in this Facebook thing. And I've never done the view as thing that apparently the hackers use to get into these accounts. So Facebook allowed my account to get hacked. And that can happen. Look, uh, you know, it's amazing, frankly, that knock on wood, Google and Apple and Apple and Amazon and uh, you know, so many others have not had the, this hacking problem. But I, I, one of the things that's really made me mad about all of this as a Facebook user, and I don't, I quit consuming content on Facebook months ago because I, I, I've talked about that on here. There's too much gross and uh, stuff that really, not just political, but like violent stuff on there that was, I, I don't need in my life. I don't need to see. Um, and but I was still posting it. And we're assuming that this show will be posted on Facebook to the Cody Willard show page, but I will not be doing it. And I won't let Chris log in on my account in order to do it. We're hoping that I did share that with him before this happened and he has full access to be able to do that. But why did Facebook's reaction to this is what's really made me mad. I should have Facebook passively let me go in and find out. And then if I, they're requiring me to log in in order to get the message, in order to do anything, like cancel my Facebook account. Facebook, you guys should be emailing me the minute that this happened. I should have received Thank an you, email Cody. that Thank had you for that. in there that gave me instructions how to alter or even delete my account without passively without them passively making me go in actively. They're the one making me actively now get back into Facebook. I don't want to log back into Facebook right now. I'm not sure if I ever will again. Because when you make money off of people from their content and then something bad happens and you don't act like a human being and let them know about it, that creates problems for you in your business model. You think people will uh, scamper away now? Do you think we'll have another one of those deals? I, I You know, it's... I'm there's a on this hand and the other hand on and uh, I know I'm personally pro, half I'm millions there are millions of people like me right now that are just like I don't know if I can keep doing this I mean Facebook privacy issues were bad enough now hacking issue and the way they've handled it these things matter and I will tell you that Facebook's got two billion people so fifty million people is you know two and a half percent or something it's not that much. But for Twitter, which has 300-something million users, 50 million would be 20% growth. And I do think that Twitter is probably a direct beneficiary. I know I'm personally using Twitter now much more than I did two weeks ago. I'm posting to Twitter. I still have been consuming content on Twitter. I've never stopped consuming content on Twitter. Twitter is a, uh, a, a, a better platform right now. And... Um, doesn't have nearly as many bells as whist or whistles or as many users. Um, Snapchat, 
still struggling. I do think they might benefit from this also. Um, people I, might leave Instagram for Snapchat. But Chris, the final thing, I don't know that Facebook itself will really be terribly hurt by any of this, but others might benefit from it. That's for sure. I feel, though, day by day, week by week, month by month, Facebook is sinking its hooks into me, whether it's advertising that I'm buying on the platform or it's selling things online or it's these groups, which so many people are attached to. That's the hub for their local charity or organization or club. It runs off Facebook. And how are they going to interact with their friends and their community? Uh, there's no, is there a good alternative? Have you seen anything? Chris, my wife is experiencing exactly what you're describing right now. I mentioned a few weeks ago that there are virtuous things on Facebook. Not all, it's not all nefarious spy Russian and, and hacking stuff. It's my wife uses, you know, we have this medically fragile daughter, Amaris, who's been diagnosed with trisomy 13. And there, she has a trach tube that she breathes out of and along with the G tube. And my wife consumes the content and the community that she uh, found on the, on a trisomy 13 support group page and a babies with trach mommies with babies with trachs, I think is the name of the page. And she has talked about feeling a little bit of withdrawal the last week or two, because after I had this happen and I started writing about not wanting to be on Facebook anymore, she's made, she made a conscious decision. I'm going to cut back. And I know she misses some of that support for that and, and information that she gleans from going in those Facebook pages. I think she might have to start going into them as a, on a web page and not log in and only consume the stuff that's publicly on Facebook at like a normal web, you know, like it's almost like AOL, right? I mean, when AOL had that closed community and you had to have an AOL account to get into it, Facebook has some of that aspect and I'm not sure that's going to survive. Those groups are going to be increasingly open to the public, Chris. Yeah. And it's this conversation I've had for weeks and months intensely with everybody about the virtual world versus the real world. And sometimes we need that quote unquote virtual world because how many parents do you have in the neighborhood who have kids that, that you know, or trick babies or, or things like that. And you are dependent upon Chris, that. that is another interesting thing you hit on right there. It's anecdotally speaking to my daughter, my experience with my daughter again, when she was diagnosed early on, uh, when my wife was pregnant, that the baby had trisomy 13, we, we, all of the literature and all of the information you could get was decades or years old and uh, talked about the survival rate being one in a thousand uh, that could make it to birth with trisomy 13 and one in a hundred that could make it past the first week or might be messing those stats up because what I learned was they were all anecdotal. They didn't have enough global information. Now with the Facebook page built and pages, communities, several of them built around the trisomy 13 diagnosis and parents who have children with trisomy 13, there's hundreds of these children out there, if not thousands. And it the survival rate and the statistics of it all would never, we wouldn't know any of that, that we would still think 
was as in it. And by the way, trisomy 13 is devastating. It is a very few children who are diagnosed with that do make it very long in life if they make it to birth at all. And it's that being said, though, there's just more information and more community for even people that experience that. And I don't know. I'm speaking on a personal level now. I'm starting to get a little choked up. So, Chris, let's let maybe let's go to break here and wrap this up for and head over to sports next. What Sounds do you say? Good, Cody. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. A former CNBC and Fox News anchor, hedge fund manager, and the go-to stock market guest for The Tonight Show, Cody Willard and his stock analysis have been published in the Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, and many other places. Want to follow his secrets to investment success? Go to tradingwithcody.com. There you can get analysis on stocks, cryptos, markets, and the economy. A full list of Cody's positions. Access to Cody's chat room. Trade alerts every time Cody buys or sells. And much more. To find out more, go to tradingwithcody.com. It is now time for sports with Ross the Boss. Ross, what's up? Hey, I'm Ross the Boss, and I want to talk sports with you, cowboy. We have a lot of stuff going on, Cody. We have preseason basketball. We have hockey that started last night. We have baseball, postseason, even a football. Let's talk about one of my favorites. Cody, what is this? A baseball, correct? Right? Uh, My my daughter might call it a tennis ball, but... No, it's a baseball. Let's talk about postseason baseball. I'm excited. It started this week. The my, I'm going to talk about the Colorado Rockies real quick. They played three games in three days in three different time zones. They lost to the Dodgers. They went to the Chicago and and they beat and, and they and they beat Chicago. Now they're going to Milwaukee to play Milwaukee. They're I'm taking that team to beat Milwaukee. I think they'll beat Milwaukee in that five game playoff. I know Milwaukee won their division. Doesn't matter. I am taking. I'm taking the Rockies in that. The, the Dodgers are playing the Braves. I love the Dodgers in that series. The Braves are just happy they won that Eastern Division. That Eastern Division was a complete joke. The Dodgers have a stacked team. They have a $200 million salary on that team. I, I could be the GM of that team. If you give me $200 million, I can figure out a great team with that kind of money. We're taking the Dodgers. The Yankees played last night. Even though I was rooting for Oakland, the Yankees won. They're playing Boston. That's a great series. I'm excited about that series, even though I hate both teams. I'm taking Boston. I think their starting pitching's better. It can go either way, though. Don't. It's going to be a great series to watch. It will go five games. Trust me, five games. Boston, Boston, New York. The last series, I don't think anybody cares about. It's Cleveland and Houston. I know Houston's the defending world champions, but who cares? You know, does it really matter? Uh, growing up, my dad always had baseball on, but. I, I maybe I'll watch the bottom of the ninth in the game six of the World Series or something. I, I'd much rather watch golf, for example. And growing oh up, oh, did you see how the U.S. It. lost in the in the Ryder's Cup? That was embarrassing, Willard. Yeah, I no, mean, I don't. Ross, someday you got to explain the Ryder Cup rules to me. I none of this make. I, I don't know any of this stuff. It, we I'm have two hours. We have two Ryder hours Cup. on the show to explain that. I can do that. Ross the boss can explain Ryder Cup. Ross the boss can explain any any sport in the world. Ross the boss is an expert on. But I don't have the time to explain the Ryder Cup to you right now. I was embarrassed to be a U.S. citizen on Sunday after we just got destroyed by Europe in the Ryder Cup. But let's talk about – 
Who's the, who's the guys that are talking back and forth? And one of them, like, he's he seemed like a very nice guy, and he's trashing Jordan Spieth or something. What's the story there, Ross? I, I don't know. I think that those announcers, when you're announcing golf, you have nothing to talk about, you know? I mean, it's probably, it's probably one of the hardest jobs because you, you've got to talk about a sport where – in all seriousness, the action is very limited, right? I know you were, you're, you're an average golfer, Cody. I know you're one of the best in New Mexico. I get it. But what I'm saying is if I'm an announcer for golf, it's not like announcing college basketball like Dick Vitale yelling and screaming. You know, you can't do that kind of stuff. There you are with Golf Club. You're one of the, I know you're one of the best in New Mexico. I, I see the ratings. You're on it. I get it. Stop. So baseball, Ross, keep going. What's your next baseball topic? real quick. Baseball really quickly. I'm excited about postseason. It's going to Who start. It's the World Series. What's the prediction? World Series. I know people are saying Boston right now. People love Boston. I like Boston. I don't love Boston as much as I don't want to admit it, but I have to. I say the Dod. I said the Dodgers in February. I just think losing last year in Game Seven. I think this year they'll win in Game Six in the World Series. I think it's their year. I'm not a Dodger fan. Please don't say you're saying that because you live in LA. I'm not a Dodger fan. Trust me. You know, Ross, I, I, I don't, I obviously don't follow baseball much like I used to, but yeah, I, you know, Puig is a hell of a player in Los Angeles. I, I think you're right. If I had to, if I had to bet on one team, it'd probably be on the Dodgers to win the, the world series. What's your next topic, sir? Let's talk about football, Cody. You know, Cody, the, the football season is 25% done. <laughs> In fantasy football, I'm 4-0. How about that, Willard? Shock. Can you say that? Shock. No. Who are you playing what? against? Your dogs? What? Are you playing against your dogs and your ponies? No, I'm playing against one of the best players in the best players in the world here. But what I'm saying is this. Football season, so my power ratings, the Rams right now I think is the best team. Okay? The Rams, hands down, to me, is the number one team in NFL football right now. Number two, Kansas City. I don't know if you watched the game on Monday, but this Patrick Mahomes, second year, he second year player, something. first year starter for Kansas City, he, he, this guy's unbelievable. I mean, in all seriousness, he has a great receiving core, a great running back that can run the ball. His defense is suspect, but doesn't matter. This guy is throwing with his left hand. Is he's he running a, around. Is, he's ditching is defense. Is he as elite as Joe Flacco? Joe. Joe. <laughs> That's funny. No, what he, you know, if I had to compare him to somebody because he's so like athletic on the field, is Brett Favre. I know he's. I, I know Brett Randall Favre. Cunningham. How about Randall uh, Cunningham? Randall Cunningham was tall and lanky, and and but he Randall was great. I love Randall Cunningham. But Brett Favre was like this. They're same height. They're, they looked like the same build, kind of. I and Brett Favre is more more current than Randall Cunningham. He played back, I think, in the 80s. Uh, UNLV he went to, actually. Um, I love Randall Cunningham. Nothing has yeah, Randall Cunningham. Know, if, I, if I take the Eagles in Super Tecmo Bowl on Nintendo, 1991 version, I, I will almost, I'll, I'll pretty much every time win because I take Randall Cunningham. If you try to cover my receivers, I run for 40 yards. If you try to tackle Randall, you leave someone wide open. He goes 80 yards for the touchdown. It's amazing. I think I had 1,400 yards in one game once with Randall Cunningham. With, with this Patrick Mahomes, his, he's throwing numbers like you're playing techno football. He's, he, he, I don't think he has an interception this year. Um, he ha he's leaving the league in touchdowns. He's, he's, he's up there with yards. He's he's having he's unbelievable. This guy's this kid's unbelievable, and he's groomed. I mean, he was they groomed this kid perfectly. He didn't play last year. He sat behind Alex Smith. He watched. He he observed. He they didn't rush him in there. 
This year, they got rid of Alex Smith, Kansas City. Now they now they can start this kid. He's 4-0. Alex Green and looks like a Russ, genius. They have done a great job of putting these incredible, um, almost like eccentric-looking weapons around him. I mean, Tyreek Hill does not look like your average superstar wide receiver. And that guy, he's as exciting as Mahomes. Uh, Tariq Hill is, first of all, is my favorite receiver in the league. He's the one of the fastest guys in the league, but he has great hands. They also have the highest paid receiver in the league in Sammy Watkins. You know, he makes $20 million, $21 million a year. He's like, he makes more money than Beckham. He makes, he makes more money than Julio Jones. He, he, they're paying this guy $21 million a year, and he's the – He's like the third or fourth receiver on Kansas City. They have so many weapons. So they have Kelsey, the tight end. They have Hunt, the running back. They have they're just loaded. Kansas City. I love Kansas City this year. The problem with Kansas City is their defense. Their defense is is killing them. They're I know Ross, they're are hurt. The Browns going to make the playoffs? No, the Browns will be like you said, maybe eight and eight. Well, now they tied a game, so they can be seven, eight, one, or eight, yeah. one, eight, seven, one. The, the Browns, I like their team. I like their coach because of, I watched them on HBO. But I'm sorry, but they're not going to make the playoffs this year. My my second, my the, the, the finish the power ratings, the Jaguars, um, I like them a lot this year. Their defense is good. Bortles looks good this year. He's up and down. But I, I, I like the Jaguars. Time. I, I think the Jags are overrated. Overrated. Really? I think their defense is pretty they're good, Cody Willard. And my third favorite, my fourth favorite team, I said I picked this team that were in the Super Bowl is the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints, I know they had a tough time with their defense the first couple of games, but they fixed it. Drew Brees is, I mean, he just broke the record for the most completions of any quarterback in the NFL history. I mean, this guy is the real deal. He's from the setting the record for the most yards in NFL history. And he's doing it like he's he's had more 5,000 yard seasons. He said five of them. No one else has had more than one. And he did. A, he said it again last year. He did it and had the highest. He also set the record for the highest percentage completion. I, I, in, in I, last mean, year. I don't think age. I mean, I, I know he's not 40. I think he's 38. I mean, age is not bugging this guy. I mean, the Saints have a great running back and Kamari. They're they're the team. They're my fourth. We're fourth rated highest power team right now in the NFL. I like them a lot this year. I thought 18 to 1, you could have got them to win the Super Bowl. I made the bet. I told everybody to make the bet. We'll see what happens. Let's talk about hockey. It started last night. The first uh, the first few games were last night. I don't know if you saw it, Willard, but the Washington Capitals, who won the uh, Stanley Cup last year, they played the Boston Bruins. Um, the Capitals won 7 0. Um, I don't think Boston even showed up to the well, game. <laughs> I don't. I, I I've been to a few hockey games in real life back east, but uh, I, and I've had I met some Canadian friends at a bar before to watch hockey. Let's talk about my picks for this weekend. I got some great picks. I'm just going to pick games. I'm going to make national TV games. I'm picking. I'm 73 percent right now picking football games. The first game I like is Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech. I know Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion. Cody, quiz question: What state is Old Dominion in? Tell me. Go. Old Dominion or Old yeah. Dominion? Old Dominion. I'll, excuse me. Old Dominion. I. I what state? I'll get, I, I get a point for correcting the you pronunciation. Get a point for that. Fine. It's early. I'll go with uh, Virginia. It's in Virginia. You are correct. They're known for basketball. They beat Virginia Tech in football at Virginia Tech. 
by like 14 points, which is unbelievable. I mean, think about it. I mean, they're like a small little school in Virginia, not known for football. They were good in women's basketball years ago. I don't know if you remember that. Like, I think Nancy Lieberman was on the Ross, team or something. Did you but notice? It'd be sort of like, for example, UNM losing to Liberty. Oh, wait, I think they did last week. I think they did too. But when, so, so, so Notre Dame is going into Virginia Tech. They're going in into into Hokie country. I'm taking the Hokies. I'll, I'll take the seven points. I think they'll bounce back. I think, I don't know if they could beat Notre Dame, but they'll cover the spread of seven points. That's a, that, that's a big game I like for them. That I like that one. So we're taking that. Um, I'm taking the University of New Mexico. They're playing UNLV. I'm taking the nine points, Cody. I like New Mexico. I had a lot of friends that are Lobos. We're taking New Mexico in They're that game. They're bouncing back from the Liberty loss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're taking the Lobos. How about that, Willard? Um, the other game I like, take Stanford minus the five against Utah. Stanford's at home. I think they're heating up right now. They'll, they'll cover the spread. They'll beat Utah bad. Utah's a little overrated. Um, the Sunday night game in NFL, Dallas versus Houston. I'm taking Houston's at home. We're giving the three points. I like J.J. Watt. I like their quarterback, Watson. We'll see what happens. I don't and think Dallas, Dallas is that terrible on the flip side of that. I yeah, Houston finally looked like a team last week, and Dallas still looks like – They've got a, a junior college quarterback behind center or something. Well, they do. Dak is but, not playing. But what I'm saying, the thing about Dallas is they won the last second last week against Detroit at home. Um, it's a three-point spread. We're, we're taking Houston. I like Houston at home. I like that uh, too. The, the, the game of the week next this Sunday is Jacksonville, the team you think is underrated. They're playing Kansas City. Kansas City's minus three. I'm taking Kansas City. Oh, uh, you my know God. I, I would take – if Kansas City was minus 13, I would still take them. They will blow Jacksonville out. Let's hear that. Hear that, listeners. Bet bet Kansas City. Bet the house on it. Wordlord likes it. Ross the Boss Bitcoin. likes it. Wait, no, what? don't. Just, well, actually, yeah, if you have a Bitcoin, I bet it, betting it on a good football game right now is probably better than holding a Bitcoin at this very moment. There you go. Now you're smart. Now the Sunday, the Monday night game, um, Washington Redskins are at New Orleans. I like, I like the Saints at home giving seven points. Um, I know Washington had a bye week last week, but you know what? The Saints' offense is just so potent and strong. I say they win by at least fourteen points. Um, it, 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 you know, it, it should be like a, it should be a mercy game on Monday night. We'll see what happens. I usually um, like to have a lot more disagreements with your picks, but. I gotta say, I maybe I I don't know if that's a good sign that we're uh, the crowd betting together now, Ross. But I liked everything you said today. I would take them all across the board. No, you didn't like New Mexico. You said New Mexico. You oh. didn't like. The, did you like New Mexico? I didn't hear what no, you said. I said. I said maybe they'll bounce back after the Liberty loss. Yeah, yeah. Like the New Mexico plus nine. We'll take it. So you know, I'm excited for go. sports this weekend. We got a lot to watch. We got hockey. We got baseball. We got football. We got preseason this weekend. What? Is there any golf this weekend? I just took up golf about six yeah. months ago, Ross. I'm getting better the, all the time. You know, October golf, it's it's nothing It's nothing great. The Ryder Cup's over. Uh, golf season starts again in, in February. There's some few tournaments there. I know you're excited about the pay-per-view event, Nicholson versus Woods. I know you're excited about that. That's November in Vegas. I'll try to get you tickets, Willard. But what I'm saying oh is that, that's that's the only that's, not, that, that thing else is really I, going on in golf. I can't think of much worse than going to a live golf event. I mean, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh I, my I, god, I, being in those I, crowds. I don't like crowds at all, anyway. But if 
you're going to go golf or around golf. Like part of the experience is the quiet and the serenity. I, I can't well, fathom it's it. Last, it's like last, you're, last you're in one spot. So you either watch them tee off or you watch them putt. And 90% of the golfers that walk through the golf, the hole you're at, you have no idea who they are. You know, it's, it's the most boringest thing I've ever been to in my life. Um, I went to I went to the the management waste one in Phoenix. Um, I even had VIP that was passes. Supposed I, to be the, was, the most wild and fun one. It's boring, it, Cody. It was it was a bunch of drunks. It was it, people yelling, screaming. It, 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 I'd rather watch it on TV with you in your eighty inch TV at your house or ninety inch TV, whatever you have in the mansion in New Mexico. You have. But it, you know what? It's it's watching golf. You got to watch it on on TV. You can't watch it live. It's, you know, it's, Ross, it's, I have it's, a uh, hundred and ten inch projector right here that I use to watch CNBC or Fox Business or think, uh, you know think, or, watching the news in a hundred ten inch projector is really it's, that's really great. That's it really also does my Apple TV. I can I can work up there on that screen. And I, frankly, I don't bet. I bet it's not on maybe ten hours a week. Sometimes for Xbox Golf with my buddy Rod. Hey, Ross, I love Rod. Boss. Thanks. Rod's a good man. I love Rod. He's good. You Everybody know what? loves Rod. Everybody loves I'm, Ross the Boss. I'm Ross the Boss. I love talking sports with you. I'll see you guys next week. And that's another episode of the Cody Willard Show. Thanks, everybody. Peace, love, and happy.